an ironic media production. Visit us at I-R-O-N-I-C-K media.com. Today on the podcast, I have Lisa Thompson all the way from Australia. She's on the podcast to tell us about her near-death experience. Lisa was on a boat and got shipwrecked. You're going to want to hear this story because she survived four days on an island. I love what she shares about what she saw when she thought she was going to die. So without further ado, here is Lisa Thompson. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. So today on the podcast, I have Lisa Thompson, and she's going to share her NDE, which is a near-death experience. I'm really excited for you all to hear about this. So she was shipwrecked. So I can't wait to hear about when this happened and how it happened. So Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. So how old were you when this happened? So I was 20. So that's like 30 years ago now. I'm writing a book, but it's been in the making for like the last six years. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm, I think I'm in a similar flow. <laughs> so you were 20 years old when you were shipwrecked near an island that was called Phantom Island in Australia. By the way, she's in Australia and I'm here in Colorado in the USA. This is pretty interesting, you know, having another conversation with somebody in Australia on the podcast. We had somebody else. Her name is Sharon Kirsten, and she was on the podcast from Australia. So tell us what happened. How were you shipwrecked and how did you have your NDE? I met someone. We fell in love. He was working on Palm Island, which is directly opposite Phantom Island. And I flew over over in a little plane and we went fishing. And I had sort of had that sort of gut feeling, oh, the boat doesn't look that great. You know, there's not many safety things on board. I saw some life jackets. We told the local policeman we were going fishing for the day. And he was a bit of a grumpy old red-faced policeman who looked like he just hated his job. And yeah, (laughs) we went fishing for the day and it was lovely. My partner had made a beautiful picnic and we had a fabulous time and we caught lots of fish. Just sort of, you know, late afternoon before it's getting dark, we thought, oh, we better get back. So the first thing went wrong, the boat wouldn't start. So that was like the first thing. And he managed to get that started again and then zooming along and then the cable to the outboard snapped. Subsequently, there's no steering for the boat. And then by this time, it's going to get darker and it's, you know, the clouds are coming over and it's like, oh my god and then he says you know get your life jacket on so I did and then this almighty sound that basically the whole back end of the boat fell out oh my god pretty scary stuff yeah so so you guys were in the middle of the ocean right then yeah pretty much so up in north Queensland up where we work it's pretty much shark infested waters oh god and Well, actually, quite recently, there's, you know, sort of around where I'm up near 
Hamilton Island, the wet Sundays, there's actually been quite a lot of shark attacks. So, yeah, we, well, I went down with the boat and then, you know, my life flashed before my eyes. <laughs> and it only takes two minutes for an adult to drown. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing some research on it. There's a few stages of drowning and the first one is surprise. The second one is the, so it's involuntary, you know, like gasping for air. Yeah, it doesn't take long at all. <laughs> so you did, in fact, drown. Is that what you're saying? Well, I saw my life flash before my eyes and it was just probably a, a split second or more and I probably would have probably not made it at all. But, you know, like the boat was going down like at a great rate of not. So, you know, my partner had to, I guess he had act really fast. So within those two minutes, it was pretty damn close. And I, I saw my life, life flashing before my eyes and it's like a scene from a movie, like everything's from, you know, birth up to the last minute, you just see everything. It's just really weird. <laughs> so what did that feel like? Did you, I've heard people say that they had feelings like who they influenced and how they personally made them feel. What do you think? Well, I didn't feel any of that. I just, I felt complete calm. Like there was no, it was just really strange. Like, you know, something's happening and you know that it's pretty much, you can't do anything about it. So, you know, think, well, this is the end. So you just, I just went with it and then, yeah, saw everything flashing before my eyes. Like, you know, like being born, it was really amazing, unreal, you know, childhood, you know, saw family and friends and it was just like a movie reel, just like flashing, like going, you know, round and round and round and round. It was just, yeah, unreal. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So how did you come out of that? My boyfriend must have dived down very quickly or as fast as he could and unhooked me from the boat and pulled me up and then like um you know my my lungs are on fire swallowed lots and lots of seawater you know you just you think oh well what just happened <laughs> it's just all of a sudden you're just about almost dead and then you're pulled up how are you connected to the boat well my life jacket must have hooked on something when the boat went down onto the boat and I've gone down (laughs) like the Titanic. (laughs) Right, right, right. So then he released you and you guys floated to the top. You got air, you felt your lungs burning, which I've heard before. Yeah. How did you guys get out of the the shark infested waters? Well, he basically said we have to swim. So he's been in their water for at least over an hour or more. And then we made it to what we thought was the back of Palm Island, but in actual fact, it was Phantom Island after we woke up in the morning. So we made it to shore and just absolutely, utterly exhausted. I was throwing up because I swallowed so much seawater and oh, he was just so good to me and he looked after me and thank God he was a good swimmer. <laughs> right, right, right. So you guys, you said you were shipwrecked for four days. Is that correct? We were, yeah. All right, so you were shipwrecked for four days. How did you survive that? And then who did rescue you? We ate rock oysters, <laughs> fresh rock oysters, and it rained nearly every night, so we had fresh water. So we went on Friday, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. My partner didn't turn up for work, so an alarm went out. The local police put out a call to Townsville, who sent a... Air sea rescue plane over where they thought we might have 
gone down, but the plane flew that high, it could have touched the moon and wouldn't have seen anyone and then flew in the wrong direction. So, yeah, it was just, that was awful. That was like, oh, my God, you know, no one's ever going to find us now because, you know, if an air sea rescue plane can't even see us, who's going to find us? Then they started looked in the wrong direction. Then they put police boats out, but they looked way in the wrong direction. They went up to Hinchinbrook Islands, which is way farther away than where we were. And then on the Tuesday, we got found by two fishermen because there's a lot of building going over on Palm Island at that time. So, you know, some guys who went after work to go fishing and who found us. And when we were coming back, the local policeman was writing out a coroner's report. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> So did you guys have any, like, did you make fire and like any of that kind of stuff to shelter? Did you do that? Or were you just praying that you guys were going to be found in time? Well, we built a humpy, which is like a little, like a little hut thing. But, you know, because it rained pretty much every night, like all the wood was wet, so we couldn't start a fire. It was Mm. terrible. Yeah. Was it cold at night? Oh, it was freezing. Yeah. Because every day you sort of, your hope sort of goes away, especially after you see a plane fly so high in the sky that it doesn't even see anybody and then you you just give up and then so I just slept a lot and I got really really sunburned and then by after you know the third day like you just think well if I go to sleep and I don't wake up I don't really care because no one's looking for us or can't be bothered you just give up (laughs) and how come you didn't swim to Palm Island which was apparently seems kind of close but I guess maybe not well a shark infested waters oh right and b my partner did try to but there's also sea snakes which are highly poisonous <gasps> yeah <laughs> oh so, <my> <laughs> so he did he did he did try but there was you know sea snakes so he hightailed it out of the water pretty damn quickly and didn't even bother attempting again because that was just i mean if he got bitten by that well he we would have been dead within minutes well, wow basically so yeah mm. oh god first of all are you yeah. still with this person we're not together and after we got rescued we were together for about a month and then it just fizzled out <laughs> and we went in separate ways <laughs> wow how did this change you as a person well it's made me stronger I'm pretty resilient I'm very tenacious and funnily enough like after it happened, like when I lived in Brisbane, you know, when I was a bit older, I actually used to go sailing with the yacht club. And I actually, well, I was actually brought up on boats because I'm actually from New Zealand and I was brought up on boats all the time. So sailing and boating doesn't phase me at all, but I won't go swimming in the ocean. I have to have my feet firmly on the ground. I won't swim in, you know, public pools or rivers or anything like that where I can't have my feet on the ground. So people say, oh, come swimming with us. And I'm going, no, it's okay. It had to be like 50 degrees before I get in the water. (laughs) Yeah. So is there any particular moment when you were having that life review that you really loved? I know you said that being born was pretty incredible. Did you actually feel yourself being born or see what it was like to be born? Yeah, I I just saw it and I thought, oh, wow, that was just very amazing. It's just something that people probably don't get to experience every day. And yeah, it's just, it was pretty amazing. Like, I mean, unless it's happened to you, it's pretty hard to explain. I'm curious. Were you, yeah. Were you watching yourself being born or were you actually as the person being born, like did, seeing the room? 
uh, watching myself being born. Oh, that's so like, cool. You know, yeah, yeah. What were some other moments that stuck out for you? The ones that stick out the most, oh, my dad and I used to hang out a lot. We used to go boating a lot and sailing in New Zealand. And so, you know, all those really fond memories of dad and I, all the family, you know, my mum and I and my sister, just lots of, you know, family fun times. All the good things stuck out. Like it was just, but it was like a movie reel. It was like, you know, like a, an old movie reel and it's just going round and round and round and it's like, sometimes it's black and it's black and white and it's ticking over and it's sort of a bit fuzzy, you know, like it, those old-fashioned movies. It was like that, but in colour. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. So were you also an observer of those moments where you were with your dad and your sister and the boating and the fun times, or were you actually as yourself in yourself? I think observing, just seeing like, flashes of stuff yeah going past like a and movie. It, it's just going really yeah like a movie yeah some of it's going like supersonic speed you know like some things just really stuck out that I saw yeah and how long do you think that you were under and experiencing that stuff like so you got to see your whole life for 20 years in a matter of seconds I'm guessing yeah well it would have been well, over a minute, because I was saying it takes two minutes for an adult to drown. So it's a pretty fine line. You know, I mean, it's 30 years ago and, you know, I don't talk about it much. So, you know, I can't be exactly sure. accurate with time frames. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I thought maybe you might have discussed it with the gentleman that you were with. Like, yeah. How long do you think I was under there? Or Yeah, that's why I wanted to try and touch base with him and ask him all these questions. But i been um trying to find him for the last six years and to no avail so <laughs> huh maybe he went fishing again <laughs> so you're writing this book and I and I know you just started this new company where you are selling old-fashioned lollipops with the sweetest messages on them as if a mother is giving it yeah. to her child I love that idea it's so sweet and they're called sweet lollipops right sweet scripts and like it's old-fashioned lollies like there's the old-fashioned love heart conversation lollies and the hard-boiled, you know, the hard rock candy as well and, you know, the super sour. They call them acid drops. And then I have these really cool Lego lollies, which you actually can build with and then eat them. Oh, my gosh. My son would <laughs> love those. Love them. Yeah, that's really fun. Certainly great <laughs> for the holidays, right? Yeah. Lisa, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your story about your ND. I mean, that I've never talked to anybody who's been shipwrecked. That was absolutely amazing. And I can't even believe you guys have sea snakes out there. I'm so glad that we yeah. don't have them here in the United States or surrounding the United States, I should say. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really glad that you made it through. Oh, thank you very much. And thank you for uh, taking the time today to talk to us and tell us your story. Well, thank you for having me. And it's been a pleasure. Be great to listen to the podcast. All content provided by Amy Stark and her, her guests on the Ophelia podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 